Listener Production. Just like that craving for a saucy sausage roll after last night to get the new day rolling. What was I thinking? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, we do get listeners from all around the world, Alex Dyson. So a big shout out to you wherever you are. Mm-hmm. We've, we get the statistics come through. We've got listeners in you know Australia, New Zealand, the US, England. Uh, where, where are some of the other? We had people oh, in Jordan, um, Tanzania. I remember someone was listening in from. Yep, every continent. It's great. I don't think we've had an Antarctica listener yet, just yet. So a massive shout out to everyone who's joining us from Turkey. Mm. Uh, Turkey rebranding itself over the weekend, which I was surprised to see. Absolutely, doing a full um, Peter Dutton rebrand there um, <laughs> into a, a different country. But no, trying to sort of distance themselves from the English word Turkey, which has you know um, bird connotations. I guess does that mean other countries are going to be doing the same? Like, will Greece be different? That's that means <laughs> something in Australia. It's usually the Late in a wedding when the Grease Mega Mix comes on there. So Well, Wales. I mean Yeah, the, of course. <laughs> Wales. But to be fair, no one like no one's gone, oh, he's acting like a bit of a whale. You know what I mean? Like yeah, stop being turkey. a bit of a turkey, yeah. Mm. So What about Chad? Like that's because, that's got connotations of like a real fit alpha college male. Bro yeah, from college America. Bro. yeah, so who knows? Um, anyways. Look, uh... <laughs> Sorry, we've got producer Andy in the background who's... Well, that's quite funny. He'll be joining us later for Quick Fish. But in uh, in big news today, Dan Tian, member for Warren, joining us. The the numbers have come in, Matt. I've officially lost the election, albeit on like a very small margin, like a 3.7% margin. So a good big swing to uh, Daiso, but couldn't get it done in the end. But very much looking forward to uh, having a bit of a debrief with Dan in a moment. Yeah, let's jump in right now. Hey, this is Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, Matt, a couple of weeks after election day, and as mentioned, the um, after about a six-month run, my um, attempts to be the member for Warnon fell just short coming up with about 46.3% of the vote in the end. Uh, the victor, the member for Wannan, who's been there for, I think he's entering his fifth term as a result of this election, but albeit not part of the government anymore as uh, the Liberal Party lost the election. But he's very kindly agreed to join us here today on the show to have a chat about all things politics. Member for Wannan, Dan Tian, hello. Alex, Matt, wonderful to be with you on a Sunday afternoon and good to be able to chat. Now, look, this whole story played out as a complete outsider, especially someone who's not part of the um, the seat, you know, and uh, not very close to the seat, Dan. Um, it was it had real Rocky v. Apollo Creed vibes, <laughs> all right? The big heavy hitter, the heavyweight, uh, you know, looking to retain the championship, the belt, and uh, coming up against this little... Well, we call him a rat dog, but a persistent <laughs> little weasel. 
uh, really trying to get his way into uh, into your seat. Well, Dan, Dan thank you for you... not stooping to calling me a persistent little weasel <laughs> during the campaign. No, I would never. I would never do that. That is. Uh, yeah. That's the sort of language that Anthony Albanese is trying to wipe out of the parliament. Oh, yeah, exactly. Only well, my right. friends trying using to... that. Come on, yes. come on. So look, look. We're trying to clean that language up. That's not a great start for this podcast. At How? All. Okay. No, look. He's my mate. I mean, we're. <laughs> We're, we're on. I can call him a weasel. You can't. You try and call him a weasel and I'll get you. Anyways, <laughs> look, Dan, how did you see this whole thing play out? Because obviously you're a, you're a veteran. You've done the election many years now. What was your point of view from when the election was called to getting across the finish line? How did you run your race and how did you see Alex run his? Oh, well, look, I've always won, run my race only in one way and that is uh, very much very positive agenda and, and focus on the case that I want to put forward. And uh, I thought Alex did the same, as did every other candidate. There were eight candidates. It's funny, each election is always very, very different. And if this reminded me of any one of the elections that I've been in, it would be the one in 2010, uh, which was also very, uh, very hard, hardly fought, as, as this one was. But everyone is unique and the circumstances different. And obviously, this one in particular, we were a government going for a fourth term, which in Australian politics it would be difficult to do. So, you know, hats off to everyone who ran. Um, I, I thought it was uh, a really good campaign. I, I thought there was various views put, uh, various policies put, and a, and a real focus on the electorate. And you know, it was it was good because there wasn't the uh, it wasn't personality driven. It was very much driven on on issues, which is how you want um, politics played. And it's certainly because you're quite a nice person, Dan. It was so lovely getting to know you a little bit better during the campaign. It did make it difficult to unseat you being, you know, nice and good at your job and that sort of thing. But it was a bit about the system. And actually, I don't think I've told you it before, but one of the the days that made me want to run, and this is back before the 2019 election, was a day when Scott Morrison actually became Prime Minister, um, taking over from Malcolm Turnbull. And I remember watching you on the 7.30 reports being the minister, I think Lee Sales said at the time, the only one who's returned our calls. So a big credit to you for stepping up. Do you remember that day? I do. I do remember that day. Do you remember what you said when you did it? Because her first question was, we've got a new prime minister. Why? Do you remember what you I, said? I don't exactly remember uh, what I said. I, I think I remember just my focus was on, and as it always has been, um, look, things happen in politics, the most important thing is really to focus on the next day and, and where we needed to go and making sure that we were all all on the same page. And um, I think so it would have been something along those lines. I remember what it was. You and remember it, it, and it was sure. because Because this is one of the things that made me want to run because I was working at Triple J at the time, Dan, and, you know, you obviously – you talk about politics with young people around Australia and that kind of thing. And um, and your answer was extremely diplomatic, which is great, but it was because that's the decision the party room has decided to take. And I was just like, oh, this poor guy stuck at having to defend what is a bit of a shambles once again um, to be able to do that. And so to try and get people involved in politics, that's sort of why I, I got into it. All right, so uh, Dan, I, I was very interested to hear when your How to Vote cards were uh, released, and our good friend Alex Dyson, the weasel. Uh, <laughs> I didn't call you that, Alex. Put a, just let's get that put on the record. No, no, no. <laughs> 
No, we're going to say it that many times, the Daily Mail will absolutely print it. No, you put Alex Dyson as number eight. Now, that to me, absolutely whiffed of someone that was scared, Dan. Were you scared? Uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't scared. And one of the things which which is part of the, the process and, and part of what all, uh, all parties do and, and independents do is that they negotiate for preferences, especially when it comes to the Senate. And so this was part of, of the arrangements which were put in place by uh, the Victorian division of, of the Liberal Party. And um, so we obviously have to play a play a team game, and that's exactly what I've what I've always done. So that was uh, the arrangements that was put in place when it came to our preference arrangements. Well, I wish you all the best with it, Dan, because it is a tough job and I have the utmost respect, like the amount of effort and times, times and listening it goes into it. You know, everyone has a, um, yeah, anyone who puts their hat in the ring is a really big job and, you know, I think all politicians have a, have a really difficult job and so I really thank you for, as you have done in other occasions, as we mentioned, fronting up to this interview here on Matt and Alex All Day yeah, Breakfast. It's very nice to talk to you and we wish you well with... Um, the next three years under new under new management in the Liberal Party, Peter Dutton. Do you reckon? Speaking of a transition, do you reckon his transition from hard man to family man has has worked well? well look, um, I, I think for all members of Parliament, being made, trying to make sure that people get a, a full understanding and a full picture of who you are is is one of the big challenges. And the fact that he's been prepared to put himself out there, I, I think, is something that uh, that all of us need need to acknowledge. And I hope that he will be given the chance to be able to um, show people the, the full picture. And, uh, you know, that'll be that'll be one of the, the challenges that he faces. But it, it's like uh, for all of us, um, it is, it is as you say, Alex, it's a very challenging occupation. It's a, it's a very challenging almost vocation. And uh, I think for everyone, for the, the current government, they're going to face real challenges uh, whether it be with energy, whether it be uh, making sure that, that we can get the national security settings right as we deal with this new geostrategic environment we're facing. They're going to face challenges as an opposition, we will too, because we lost the election and we've got to make sure that we understand why and completely reset um, so that we can put, in three years' time, um, some serious alternatives um, to the current government, and that's what I'll be working to do. But I've got to say, I've like every election, it's been a great challenge, uh, and it's been great to be able to to keep uh, the conversations going with you and the other candidates, because ultimately, in the end, that's the most incredibly important thing. If you look at how we've transitioned government in this nation from an election loss, uh, it, it is exemplary. Uh, and if you, you look at other countries, they, they're now struggling to do it in the way that we have. And I think that's the most important thing we continue to protect. And you and all the other candidates putting your hands up and being part of this process is so, so important. So I really thank you uh, for, for what you did and the role that, you, that you've played. Well, that's Appreciate it. One it, of Dan. the things that Alex has said is that the main thing is having a contender might make uh, the conditions and everything for the seat 
step up even that little bit more because there's uh, there's someone on your heels, Dan. Uh, so <laughs> thanks very much for joining us. I'm looking forward to the next one, the next time we do this, and uh, all the best for the next three years as well for you because uh, obviously, you know, the people mm. of that seat trust you uh, dearly and, you know, you've been doing the job for a long time, so you know what you're doing. But, uh, yeah, we can't wait for the next one. Good match, everyone. Yeah, well and, done, uh, everyone. Well, yeah, done, well everyone. done, everyone. And we'll see each other uh, hopefully this time three years from now. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Alex. Sweet. Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. Well, Matt, have you finally finished off your haircut? No, I let it grow out, man, and I'm quite, I'm quite proud of myself for resisting the the heckles mm. of uh, some of you dogs <laughs> out there, some of you absolute chihuahuas going at me in my gram. Mm. So I, uh, I just let it, I let it roll, and you know what? And you helped me with that, so thank you very much. No you worries. Said, just let it grow out, man. Let I was it like, grow yeah, out. You know what? I will. Well, a lot of people did tell you to uh, give yourself a shortcut, but I took a bit of a shortcut myself this week, Matt. When I was driving from Warrnambool to Melbourne, okay, just cruising around the Geelong wait second, bypass. Wait a second. How could there be a shortcut? Because like, surely the shortest way possible is the highway. Well. It is. And I was just cruising along. The cruise control was in action, okay? Just pumping the tunes in the Daiso mobile. And then up ahead, I see brake lights galore. Uh Uh-oh. All right? This is always a terrible feeling, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, no. This is not looking good. No. And I sort of see, as I get closer around the corner, they go on even further. I'm like, oh, no. Is it just like a short amount? Is what's going on? A bit oh, of traffic? Dude, suddenly you and get the phone and, out, you're checking maps. And I'm like, uh oh. And I look to my left, the exit is there. Okay. Because the, up the highway is the, the quickest way. To the left on the exit, that's the unknown. Oh, gosh. I had a split second you're a to meme. decide. You're the, you're the meme. I, had a, <laughs> I am. It was. <laughs> It was the meme of the wheels screeching, you're, you're turning the off meme. the exit. Traditional traditional banking thievery <laughs> and then crypto and then you're going and screaming off. And I did it. I put the indicator on, went to the exit. A car came up the inside of me. As I was going over the white lines, I just made it onto the exit after allowing for that car who also took it, immediately put in the maps, okay? I ended up on this random side road that went, Parallel. It was literally called Bluestone Bridge Road and it wound down into a gully and I went underneath this old Bluestone Bridge. Oh, wow. <laughs> Came See, up. Tourist route. Rejoined the highway, probably about three kilometres down. And I kid you not, right next to the exit, as I was coming onto the highway, onto an absolutely clear road, right next to it, two trucks overturned oh on their my side. God. Sand and dirt spreading across what? the entire lane. No traffic was going through except for Dyson coming on the on-ramp, literally 30 <laughs> metres so ahead of where this crash was. 
Not only did you get the shortcut, but you got the, the sightseeing. Like, you got to see a part of Victoria you probably never saw before. Never seen it before. Came back on, saw the crash that had happened, was blocking all lanes. And so this split-second decision probably just, saved you, me. Was the top down and you just flicked your cigarette butt out the <laughs> side of the window, said, later, suckers. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I, I hope everyone was okay in that particular incident. It seemed as if it was... um. It was all right. It was just a bit matter of a, a turnover. Dirty, like I hope. A, yeah, a, a, yeah. But Heck. the police are on site. But yeah, obviously sending my best because that would be a scary situation. But also, let us know if you were stuck in that traffic <laughs> and how long did it take. Mm. But um, I thought about it because sometimes you try and take a shortcut and it does not pan out at all. Um, but that one was a was a good one for me. So we asked you when have you taken a shortcut and how were the results? Yeah, that's right. And uh, a bunch of people got in touch with us on our Instagram at matt.n.alex. Lucas said was hung over on my way back from schoolies and had a three-hour drive. Could cut the drive time by 30 minutes and save myself a physical and logistical headache if I took a side road. Got stuck in a ditch for six hours. (laughs) The bad side of that, Lucas. Uh, Thrill House uh, got in touch saying, I tried to bail on a Contiki tour in Paris quite early, so confidently snuck away through one of the Parisian back streets. Got caught in a really dodgy area. The phone reception was terrible. The directions were bad. The shortcut was bad. <laughs> so there you go. Quelle uh, catastrophe, I think is what they say in, in uh, France for that situation there. Thrill house. But Nathan got in touch with us as well. Nathan, you're off to your final exam. What happened? Yeah, I was um, well, I was actually a bit nervous and running late for the bus. And as I was heading out the door, I realised I'd forgotten my calculator. So <laughs> I raced back in the house, decided to try and take a shortcut by jumping over the pile of toys on the floor and actually hit my head on the door frame as I was going through. So, oh, so no. instead of taking a single step around the toys, you decided <laughs> yeah. to leap them in a single bound, saving you 0.4 you know of what? a second. <laughs> Nathan, yeah, seriously, yeah. I'm sure in your head, and I look, I've been this person before, you kind of thought that you were like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future, kind of in some 80s movie where you had to just do a quick, like, kick your your feet up towards your bum kind of jump over the toys. Is that kind of the vibe? Correct, yes. And just not even thinking about the door frame at all and mm. just went straight into it. I'm a taller person, so it didn't take much of a jump for me to be able oh, to no. okay. go how how long did the recovery take from whacking your whacking your noggin? Yeah, well, I didn't actually make it to school that day because I had a mild concussion and oh. uh, actually had to resit the exam at a later date. Oh. oh my god! Did you pass at least, Nathan? I did. Yes. Yeah, that was a great hey. result at the end. But uh, yeah, it was nervous times. Oh, Goodness well, a happy gracious! Ending. Thank you very much for getting in touch with us, and we're glad Please. that. Uh, what was the subject, by the way? Ah, further maths. I assume it was maths, needing a calculator. (laughs) Never know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, amazing stuff. Thanks, Nathan. No thank you. Oops. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Clickfish. Clickfish. Well, it isn't with producer Bron, because you will not believe what Bron got up to in Europe. You may have seen it on our Instagram. Getting Bro, hitched? Do you know? Did you? Did she know about it? <laughs> I didn't know about it. I had no idea. She certainly didn't let on. Okay, Bron got married over the weekend. It was, yeah. I. Th- I mean, I don't know. Was it a surprise wedding? Because she was wearing an incredible wedding dress. I, I don't know whether 
Steve was like measuring her in her sleep or something or whether like she just knew about it. And didn't tell us. We'll have to get in touch with her when she is back with us. In the meantime, producer Ed is joining us to uh, fill in uh, some very big wedding shoes now. Um, g'day, Ed. How are we going, gents? Do you get married on the weekend, mate? No, I didn't. I didn't. And that's, that's you know, that's classic producer Bron, always one-upping someone, you know, making <laughs> us feel bad when we're coming in. Ugh. Well, last time we chatted to you, you were having the what are we conversation. I and know. so to go from that to married would be big. What are we? Married. We are married now. <laughs> so what happened to you on the weekend? Anything exciting? Uh, I went off to Tassie on the weekend, actually, with the, uh, with the what are we person for our, I think, our sixth date. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I don't. I think the question "What are we?" is null and void when there's plane tickets with both your names on them and seats next to each other. Yeah, we we had the kind of the energy of let's just let's just go for it, fast and loose. Let's wow. just make it happen. Yeah, so that we actually planned that on our third date, but I accidentally booked the uh, booked the flight dates wrong. Oh, yep. So we had to push it back two 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 more weeks. So I had to you know I had to fill those two weeks with just normal dates. <laughs> With the promise of Hobart coming up. Can I just say, I mean, for me, if I was dating you and you got the the flights wrong, red flag. No, it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> I made, yeah, I made okay. it cute. Oh, that sorry. Was... Whoops. My bad. All right. Did you, did you do that when you were booking the hotel as well? Oh, no. sorry. I only booked the room with the single bed. We'll have to sleep on top of each other. Oh, no. No, she she booked the Airbnb. That's why that's right, why the dates were right for that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. very very nice. All right. Well, whilst you're on the holiday, did you manage to, as you're driving past Cradle Mountain, keep your eye on the uh, the clickbait articles for us? I unfortunately did. That's the nature of clickbait. It it comes at you even mm. when you're not wanting, even when you're driving. Perhaps that's yep. just straight up dangerous. Uh, <laughs> did spot one the other day that said controversial new change to KitKat. Bro, I clicked it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> You'll find this, Ed, if you're filling in for click, click uh, fish frequently. Matt has clicked most of the things that come up. So go on. Despite the fact the whole point of it is that we don't click so that yeah. you can tell, come in and tell I us. I know, but I saw one sentence and then I was like, okay, I think I get the gist of this. And it, and it was absolute bin fire quality. Yeah. So go on. It really is. It really is a simple gist. It's that they're, uh, they're changing their wrappers to have 30% uh, recycled plastic. Why is that controversial? Some people hate doing doing good things. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, oh, Alex, wow. haven't you lived long enough to know that? Come on, man. People hate themselves and the world. Like you just oh. got to live with it. <laughs> I think the controversy is the Nestle and all their uh, different issues in parts of the world with water or workers. And well, we're almost certainly going to block this out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, block out the truth, Matt. Um, all right, well, there we go. We, we'll hear one sentence and move on to the next one then, Ed. Yeah, what's what's up next? One large organisation to another. Outrage as Disney employees' insane act during proposal. Mm, okay, so let's, let's build a scene here. We're talking about a Disneyland. Don't know which continent yet, though. I have been to Euro Disney, so maybe mm-hmm. it was there. But I was also talking to my three-year-old daughter about Disneyland just yesterday, and I was saying, you know, that that's where Mickey Mouse lives. So maybe let's go Anaheim um, and outrageous proposal. Anaheim is where the Disneyland is in California, I'm pretty sure, in LA. But Disneyland was in Florida. There's a whole bunch. That's Disney World. Disneyland is the the one. I'm pretty sure it's in Anaheim. Um, And I'm going to say outrageous 
What, what was the exact word? Outrageous. Disney employees' insane act during proposal. Insane act. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what would be I just pure insanity? I don't know. They uh, let people have a photo from a ride for less than $40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, insane act during proposal. I'm going to say it was the teacups and they photobombed in the back of the shot. Interesting. Interesting. So it was at Disneyland Paris. It was in front of... Uh, That's what I've been to. Euro Disney. Yeah. Okay, go on. It was, of course, where else would you go for a proposal? In front of the iconic Sleeping Beauty Castle. Obviously, okay. and so there's two people standing on a uh, on a platform type area with a nice set of stairs going up there. The young man gets down on one knee, offers the ring to the young woman. Beautiful scenes. The young woman goes, "Oh my gosh!" Hands yes. on cheek. Wee wee wee. Yeah, yeah. Disney employee comes running in with a lot of pace, snatches the ring out of the man's hand, and says, "Oh, actually, would you want to do it down here? There's a better view of the castle." Ooh. It was. <laughs> I've seen the footage. It was like a seagull swooping on a chip <laughs> that's been left out. Just saying, nope, nope, no. Nope, we're not having it here to come down here. No, no, no. Wow. The way he said it as well, it's just like, oh, it'll look better down here. Oh, my. And, and she's like already like hands on cheeks. So, wait, you're getting angry at me, Daiso, for, ha- for knowing the Kit Kat one, but you've seen this one? Well, I saw it when it got posted on Reddit before all the articles about it came out. Oh, so you, 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 That's you right. thought it was, insane. Better than you thought all it was insane before <laughs> anyone else did. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, but, Ed, thank you very much for filling in for Producer Bron. My pleasure. Um, good luck with your next trip to Paris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> date number eight. Bron got married around uh, a Danish castle, so if you start booking those uh, Denmark flights, we'll know exactly what's up. <laughs> I'll be giving away the trick. That's it. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We really appreciate your company, and we'll be back with another episode whenever you feel like eating it tomorrow morning. Yeah, keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex on Instagram. Otherwise, mattandalex.com.au on the web. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.n.alex. Listener.